Hello and welcome to Capital Ideas. This is where we sit down with members of the Democratic majority in the Washington State House of Representatives to give listeners an inside look at important aspects of how their citizen legislature works and who and what it's working for. We have a return visit today with State Representative Eric Pettigrew. Eric represents Washington's 37th Legislative District, which follows the southwestern shoreline of Lake Washington from Seattle's Capitol Hill down to Renton. The last time he was on Capital Ideas in the summer of 2010, Eric was chair of the House Health and Human Services Committee. His resume and job description have changed significantly since then, and that's where we'll start today. Welcome back to Capital Ideas, Representative Pettigrew. Thank you, Dan. It's good to be here. Two years ago, you chaired one of the key standing committees here in the House, and today you're in a different chair. You were elected by your Democratic colleagues to chair the House Democratic Caucus, which is the largest caucus here on campus. How did you get from point A to point B? Well, all the leadership positions, which includes the speaker and the majority leader and caucus chair and whip, uh, all the top leadership positions are all elected by the other caucus members. So I had to actually run a campaign and uh, get the majority of my colleagues on the Democratic side to vote for me for caucus chair. Now, we talked a few weeks ago with Representative Tina Orwall, who made kind of a similar journey, although at a different, different level. And one of the things we talked about was going from the sort of path here in the legislature that takes one to a committee chair, which is a form of leadership, to instead the kind of path that goes to caucus leadership. Generally, those two paths are divergent. What caused you to decide that the caucus leadership path was one that you wanted to walk on? One, the work that uh, I had to take on as the chair of the Health and Human Services Appropriations Committee, was it was very grueling. I mean, as you know, it was in times when we were struggling economically and there were a lot of very tough decisions that had to be made as far as uh, cutting uh, health and, and human service programs. A lot which really, you know, to be honest, had a, a personal toll on me. And just going through that process alone uh, really kind of wore me out uh, as it relates to, to at least that particular position. When we had some change in the leadership position, as you know, Lynn Kessler retired, that sent kind of a domino effect and opened up a number of positions, uh, including caucus chair. And uh, as a result, I thought that may, might be a better place for me. What is the job description for chair of the House Democratic Caucus? Is it something you figure out from day to day, or is there a set uh, kind of agenda that you try well, to follow? Well, it's a combination of both. Uh, you know, uh, in general, my job is to keep the temperature of uh, what's going on with uh, all caucus members. I'm responsible for moving our caucus meetings along. But really, it's making sure that all our caucus members have an opportunity to be heard, that their issues are, are heard no matter how much in the majority or minority, and that as a caucus, we continue to work well together. You received your master's in social work, yes. and, and as an undergraduate, you majored in sociology with, I believe, some psychology in yeah. there as well. Yeah. And now you preside over this group that prides itself on diversity and, and uh, a wide range of opinions and personalities. Do you find yourself relying on that college oh, education? Without a doubt. I mean, it's probably the greatest asset uh, that I've, I've walked into this position with is, is being able to understand uh, how to communicate with folks and how people communicate with each other and how they struggle to say what it is they really mean or they say what they mean, but others may take it in a different way and helping them uh, interpret it and even mediate 
some situations so we can all continue to work together. The bottom line is that there's a lot of passion in this caucus. People are very concerned and work really hard uh, around issues related to their community. And uh, usually it's a let's all work together to help everybody get to where they need to get. Let me ask you to compare and maybe contrast the two chairmanships. As the uh, chair of Health and Human Services Appropriations, regardless of where people's passions were, where my passions were, some very difficult decisions had to be made. I had to, in that position, really kind of take more of a hardline position where even if uh, members disagreed with me or even if I disagreed with myself, sometimes I had to make some very, very difficult decisions to, to move forward. It's a lot different when I'm chairing the entire caucus where I'm really focused actually on the individual needs of uh, all the caucus members and just making sure that their needs are being met as far as uh, being able to express their opinions. Um, and also, you know, there's a lot of things that go on. I mean, we're human beings down here. We have families, we've got lives, and things happen, you know. Kids get sick, people are married, and being away from each other for that long can put any strain on any relationship. And so just being aware of that and being sensitive to that and helping people kind of get through that uh, is is partly my job. At least that's the way I, I look at it, my responsibility. If you come in my office, you know, you'll see a number of lamps, you know, big couch, water treatment, you know, snacks and beverages here for people to come in sometimes and just relax. And that's the way I like to make my office is anytime they want to, whether it's uh, after a long session or after a tough committee meeting, or even just getting the week started off that so they can come up here and, and sit down and relax and we can just chat like, like human beings instead of like representatives. That's not what people see on the news. <laughs> That's I know. They see a lot of hard-nosed politicians, you know, cutting deals and not being very smart about the decisions they're making. But uh, if people really had an opportunity to sit in to either our, our caucus room and see the passion and the emotion and the real uh, deep thought and expertise and just, in, just incredible um, brightness and intelligence that goes into every single thought they would be so proud of the people that represent them as well as I am as just uh, being able to work with a group of people who have that level of passion. Well, this brings me to another question, which is about something that you've been working on this session, and I think that it relates to the kind of passion that you're talking about. This year, you sponsored legislation that certainly did produce discussion and strong opinion yeah. differences throughout the legislature and also in the group that you chair. Yeah. And of course, I'm talking about your charter school legislation. I'm sure it had to have been interesting to have yes. been in your shoes this year. Yeah. Well, the legislation was, uh, of course, uh, an opportunity to open up uh, a pilot number of public charter schools. And anytime you say charter schools, I mean, there's been all kinds of versions of them across the country, some very good and some extremely bad. And I think people are were go immediately to the, the vision of the bad ones and envision that my proposal would uh, end up in a bad result for a lot of the uh, Washington State or Seattle Public Schools, which is the area that I, I represent. My objective there was really focusing in on the lack of progress that we've made around the achievement gap. And over at least 30 or 40 years, the gap has not only maintained itself, but also gotten worse. And uh, looking at doing the same thing that we've been doing for years just really seemed to be not the right 
thing to do right now. And it was time to challenge the way we've been thinking and the way we've been approaching the problem around the achievement gap. And so that's why I thought, you know, why not bring in a new idea to the mix, which of course caused, you know, a huge <laughs> controversy, you know, and made it very difficult in that relationship maintenance of my colleagues here in the, the Democratic caucus, who the majority of which were not in favor of charter schools. But I challenged them back to say that if not this, what uh, in order to help reduce that achievement gap? Because doing it for 30 or 40 years, the same exact thing and saying that it's in time it's going to come really doesn't help the kids that are in school right now. And the kids that don't have the success in school and end up in my district on social service programs or in jail. Well, you've still got this office. You've still got the biggest gavel I've ever seen. So I suppose that the end result was good as far as the relationships go. It's, it's actually been very, very good. And I, I, I just love my job as caucus chair. You know, my objective, my approach is I want to respect everybody's time in there. I don't want anyone to have to waste their time. So I like to get people in and out. I sometimes track members down that we need or staff that we need uh, if we're trying to do a briefing uh, in the caucus to make sure things are moving along. I also want to make sure that everyone has a voice, and I always try to make sure that they have adequate time to explain their position and where they are, and that the discussion is very respectful across the board. Because as you know, things can get pretty emotional, and and people can uh, put themselves in a position where they're saying things outside of the box of who they are. And so what I try to do is just maintain order and maintain a decorum that warrants uh, us being respectful Democrats. Speaking of order and decorum, tell me a little bit about the donuts. <laughs> so uh, donuts are a penalty. If your cell phone goes off in uh, the middle of uh, our caucus, then you owe the caucus a box of donuts. <laughs> And, uh, and, it's, and, and I've tried to incorporate, in addition to some disciplinary, some fun things, and they seem to really enjoy it. So I try to keep it entertaining, try to keep it light, but also people know the seriousness that we face when we're dealing with issues in that room and, and making sure that everyone's very respectful to not only each other, but to the process and to the legislative body as a whole. And even if we disagree with each other or with the Republicans on the other side or the Senate, that we maintain our respect for the institution. We're about running out of time, but I do want to get you to just very quickly tell me what would be the best or, or at least most satisfying part of this new job, and also what part you would find the most difficult. The most satisfying part of the job is actually having no complaints from any member anywhere saying that, you know, I didn't get a chance to say my piece or I didn't get a chance to uh, express uh, this particular opinion or allow this issue to be brought up and discussed. That was very rewarding. <laughs> the difficult part is usually around uh, just time management, especially if there's an issue that people are very passionate about. Uh, we have so many bills that we have to brief each other on, and uh, sometimes people will get up and get to talking on a particular issue that will start eating up the time that we, uh, we need to deal with all the other issues. And so that's a difficult time is having to cut members off and keeping them on track, which I think uh, when they're passionate about talking about something, they're like, hey, I just want to go and keep going. But uh, I have to be kind of the disciplinary and say, no, you know, we're done. We're going to move on to the, to the next issue. So. Well, that's my job here, and I just want to give you one last chance. Is there anything I haven't mentioned or asked about that you'd like to bring up today? 
No, you know, I mean, just being the caucus chair has been a tremendous honor for this last couple of years. If I'm elected next year and if uh, my caucus colleagues elect me to be a caucus chair again, I'd consider that an incredible honor as well. It would be the ultimate sign that they appreciated the job that I've, I've done up to this point. And I just really respect them and respect uh, all the work that the entire legislature does. It was an honor to have you on Capital Ideas once again, Representative Eric Pettigrew. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. That's today's program. Subscribe to this podcast now and spend a few minutes a week with Capital Ideas. After all, this is your state government, and the more you know about how it works, the better it can work for you. I'm Dan Frizzell for the Washington State House Democrats.